It's the 2022 World Cup. It's the squad update for Costa Rica. Hello and welcome to the International Soccer Preview by Soccer Bros Canada. I'm Kevin and today we will be updating Costa Rica's squad for the 2022 World Cup. So we've done a podcast on the groups, uh, which took a close look at Costa Rica's team, as well as a player media cast, which went through each of the candidates for making the final squad. And that one ended with a prediction of the starters. And we also put out a shortened version of each of those. Uh, This media cast is an addendum to that. In other words, we won't be repeating all of that information, but we'll be uh, simply adding on to it. It's not necessary to listen to that version or the the previous versions, but uh, you should know that the conclusions that we draw here are largely based uh, on uh, what we analyzed there and explained in more detail there, of course. So we do recommend the full player uh, podcast and the team podcast. Um, If we have time, we're hoping to release a player version focused solely on the final squad, just giving the bio information to those players uh, selected for the final squad. Well, that final squad has been released, and um, uh, Costa Rica didn't release a preliminary squad, just the final squad. So today we'll find out how accurate we were in our predictions. We're going to list the names of the candidate that we considered uh the candidates that we consider definite likely impossible and then we'll announce who made the final squad um as we guessed most squads had a few surprises some players who didn't make it or uh new and unexpected players who did so we'll uh we'll go over those players and summarize them again at the end we'll give a little bio information uh if we uh, on new players because we didn't do that in the main podcast uh, and also we'll discuss whether the selections and the games played since june 22 to uh, 2022 have changed our thoughts uh, on our predicted starters and on the team's progress so we'll kind of end with a little bit of uh, our closing thoughts um once again uh, i am embarrassing myself i don't have a Korea, uh, a costa rican team shirt so i'm doing my uh, laughable close approximation of colors here so sorry costa rican fans but uh, this is as close as i can get all right let's look at the formations uh, for the recent games so um we did do an analysis of uh, formations in the uh, in the full player podcast there so we'll focus our attention here on the uh, uh, uh recent friendlies so uh we are i think eight days out today is november 11th so um they played uh two games actually they played a uh, game against nigeria friendly against nigeria but uh we didn't uh, have time to take that into account here so we just have those two friendlies uh, against south africa uh, south korea and also against Uzbekistan. That was kind of a a little mini-friendly tournament uh, in South Korea. So that was a 2-2 draw with South Korea and um, a 2-1 win over Uzbekistan there. And, uh, well, I can at least report the result for the uh, friendly against Nigeria. That was a a win. It was a 2-0 win. Um, 
you know, so they seem to be doing well, actually, in their friendlies. I should say, actually, that the friendly against South Korea uh, basically seemed like uh, the starters that they will choose uh, most of the first team players there. Uh, on the other hand, the game against Uzbekistan was very experimental and, um, uh, yeah, kind of threw us for a bit of a loop. But we don't think those will be uh, that will be the starting lineup, but maybe testing out a few players in different positions or a few of the uh, newer players. In terms of formation, um, the game against uh, South Korea was a 4-4-2 formation, which they use uh, fairly regularly. And the game against Uzbekistan was a 4-3-3 formation, which they sometimes use, but not as often as the 4-4-2. Uh, so um, we concluded in the last podcast that... Uh, their preferred formation was kind of the four-two-three-one, um, or the um, yeah, I'd say the four-two-three-one was quite common. But they did uh, experiment with various formations. All right, let's move on to talk about the squad. Uh, so we kind of have the list of uh, players that we introduced last time, and we'll use that as our basis. So uh, Luis Fernando Suarez um, is the manager and remains the manager. He's been in charge of uh, Costa Rica since 2021. Um, again, if you want the full details uh, on these players and manager, the full-length podcast has that, but we won't be repeating all of that here. Uh, let's move to goalkeepers. And we have, um, as definite candidates, Kaylor Navis and Lionel uh, Moreira. And as a likely candidate, uh, Aaron Cruz. And, um, well, I won't go over the next uh, unless they're significant. Um, oh, I will say positive, uh, possible. Possible candidate was Esteban Alvarado. And then uh, seemingly off the squad, we won't do. Um, but we do have a new player to introduce to the mix here. And that is uh, Patrick uh, Sequeira. Patrick Sequeira, and now we can uh, announce the selections for the final squad. It is a definite candidate, Kaylor Navas, but uh, a bit of a surprise here. We had Lionel Moreira as a definite, but he did not make the squad. Oh my God, we're off to a bad start in our predictions. Uh, also, the likely candidate, Aaron Cruz, uh, was not selected for the squad, but the possible candidate, uh, Esteban Alvarado, uh, was selected for the squad um, there, and also selected for the squad was the new candidate, uh, Patrick Sequeira. So uh, let's uh, talk a little bit about these uh, uh, candidates here. So um, we'll kind of summarize by uh, talking about the September friendlies, mostly. Um, but um, Alvarado, it was um, Esteban Alvarado who started the first of the September friendlies, and Aaron Cruz the second, but we know Aaron Cruz was not selected. Uh, I should add that Sekira was uh, subbed into, Sekira, sorry, uh, was subbed into both games there. Uh, meanwhile, Kaylor Navis was not on the bench, so a couple of comments on the players here. Kaylor Navis uh, reported uh, uh, reported in injured with a back injury uh, just in time for the games. Uh, he was expected back on November 10th and is back in action. Uh, I'm a bit suspicious of that, actually, because 
Um, he does miss uh, quite a few of the less important games. Um, but we'll talk about at the end uh, whether that affects our view uh, of him being the starter. Uh, meanwhile, the um, uh, Lionel Marrera, really no particular reason was given um, for him and other candidates, likely candidates we thought were likely or definite, but not being selected. Uh, other than the suggestion that Patrick Sequeira, the goalkeeper who was selected, uh, was a future starter. So uh, it may be an age matter. Lionel Moreira uh, is 32 years old and Aaron Cruz, who was not selected, is 31 years old. And uh, uh, it, it had seemed more like... Um, um, yeah, so, sorry, Morera and Cruz seemed more likely given their participation to June 2022. So uh, perhaps it's a, a, with an eye to rebuilding the future. But I got to say, if that's the case, uh, it's a bit uh, late and a bit abrupt. Uh, I'll introduce uh, Patrick uh, uh, Sequeira. He's actually not a new player for the squad. Um, he returned after a 14-month absence in September 2022 and uh, didn't start any of their remaining games in September, as we said, but was subbed in for both matches. So those were his first two starts for Costa Rica. However, he has been on the squad since 2018, uh, the 23-year-old. And in fact, he was uh, um, part of the Gold Cup 2021 squad. He was on the roster there and saw no action. Uh, in the tournament, but um, he was supposed to start game three, but he injured his ankle uh, in the warm-up there. So Patrick Sequeira, however, he was not selected uh, after the Gold Cup in 2021. In September 22, the manager uh, selects him for the final squad to give him experience, um, I'm, I'm presuming, but one wonders why he didn't select him uh, all the way from the Gold Cup until uh, September 2022. But there we have it, uh, Patrick Sakara, and that's kind of um, our uh, presumption was that it's, it's about being a younger player and maybe developing for the future. So, uh, yeah, a bit of complication, a bit of surprise with goalkeepers. We're going to get rid of the... Uh, candidates who didn't um, make it here and um, yeah Kaylor Navas, Esteban Alvarado and Patrick Sequeira making the squad. Let's move on to defenders and uh, we are going to cover um, uh, central defenders and uh, no sorry I'm, I'm losing losing my head there. Okay Oscar Duarte uh, is the first of the um, definite candidates in central defense and actually we have uh, also uh, Francisco Calvo and actually during the full player media cast we recoded him uh, as a central defender we didn't recode him but we moved him to this section uh, he's primarily coded as a left defender but uh, he's been playing in central defense so we moved him here uh, Juan Pablo Vargas also a definite candidate and uh, Kendall Waston, um, also a definite candidate. So we have four uh, central defenders who are definite candidates. Uh, beyond that, we don't have any who are in the likely or possible category. And uh, the other candidates we introduced during the podcast were in the seems to be off the squad category. So we're going to delete them 
uh, from this discussion because none of them made the squad and uh, all of the others did. So we have uh, central defenders Oscar Duarte, Francisco Calvo, Juan Pablo Vargas and Kendall Waston, um, all four of them making the squad. So we'll finish uh, with central defenders just by describing the uh, general trend and September friendlies in terms of the position. So actually a variety of players had come in and out since the 2021 Gold Cup, uh, some of them not even central defenders. But in the playoff game with New Zealand that got them to this cup, they came back to Calvo and Duarte and they had been the most prominent pairing in the 2021 Gold Cup and in the first half of qualifying. So a lot of the experimentation took uh, place in the second half of qualifying. Um, in the September friendly, uh, Calvo and Duarte uh, started the first game, the one where they seemed to use their starters. Uh, in the second game, it was defensive midfielder Gallo and uh, Juan Pablo Vargas uh, starting the second game. So we'll tell you at the end who we think uh, the starters are going to be. But um, um, there we have it, the central defenders. Let's move on to left backs. And uh, for candidates, we had Brian Ovedo as a, de a definite ca uh, candidate. Uh, we'll just mention again that Ca Francisco Calvis is coded as a left back, but we uh, moved him to uh, central defense there. Francisco Calvo. Um, so Brian Ovedo is a definite, Ronald Matarita as a likely candidate, and Ian Lawrence as a possible candidate. Uh, and let's look at who made it. And we have Brian Ovedo uh, making the squad, and Ronald Matarita also making the squad. Um, possible candidate Ian Lawrence not selected for the squad there. So let's take a look at the position. Uh, Matarita uh, seemed to be making a bid as a starter uh, since the 2021 Gold Cup, uh, but ultimately the manager favoured veteran Oviedo. So uh, Oviedo. So uh, Oviedo started both of the September friendlies, so looks like he's the prime candidate there. And uh, moving on to right backs, we're really moving through things here. Uh, okay, as a definite candidate, we have uh, Keisha Fuller. And uh, as a uh, likely candidate, we had Carlos Martinez. And as a possible candidate, uh, we had Ricardo Blanco. So uh, none of the other candidates um, uh, made it there. Oh, and actually, I kind of jumped the gun on who made it. Uh, Keisha Fuller, the definite candidate, did make the final squad. Uh, Carlos Martinez, the likely candidate, also made it. Uh, however, Richard Blanco, the possible candidate, did not make it. So, uh, farewell, uh, Ricardo Blanco there. And let's take a look at the position. So, um, the manager had favoured veterans here too. Uh, so, Fuller was looking the most likely through most of the period after the 2021 Gold Cup. However, Carlos Martinez had been making inroads and uh, significantly was subbed in to replace Fuller at halftime in that crucial playoff game with New Zealand. But uh, the September, we were kind of hoping the September games would uh, uh, provide some clarity as to whether Fuller or 
uh, Martinez was looking like the starter. However, the September friendlies just created more confusion. Uh, it was Martinez in the first game, but in the second game, the experimental one, it was sent, uh, center back Walston, Kendall Walston, uh, appearing in the in the right back position, and uh, Keisha Fuller appeared as a right forward. So not really sure what to make of that, but we'll come back to it when we um, try to um, predict our starting lineup. Let's move on to the midfield, and we're going to combine uh, defensive midfielders and um, uh, central midfielders here because the positions often overlap. So uh, in the central, oh, sorry, defensive midfield, we have Daniel Chacon as a definite candidate. And we had Orlando Gallo as a definite candidate also. Uh, in the possible level, we had Douglas Lopez and Houston Salas. Um, and, uh, yeah, we won't go beyond that. Um, so, yeah, um, uh, pretty familiar names, actually, and players that seem to be off the squad there. Jefferson Brenes and David Guzman. Uh, not uh, uh, not making the squad, but uh, they haven't been with the team, playing with the team. Okay, I got off topic, I'll admit it. We're focusing on the players who did make it. Uh, central midfielders, we have Celso Borges uh, as a definite candidate, and Nelson Tejada also as a definite. And uh, at the portable level, we have Wilson Rowan. Uh, sorry, I said that backwards. Rowan Wilson. Okay, so those are uh, all the candidates. Let's look and see who made it. So back to defensive midfielders. Daniel Chacon, yes, he made it. Uh, Orlando Gallo, well, we think he would have made the squad as a definite candidate. However, he got a doping ban from late October, and that ban continues until March 2023. So a bit of a loss for them there, um, uh, Orlando Gallo. Um, meanwhile, Douglas Lopez uh, did make the squad. This is a possible candidate. And the other possible candidate, Houston Salah. So I'm sure uh, one of those would not have been selected had uh, Orlando Gallo not been banned. Um, uh, among the central midfielders, no surprise there that Celso Borges was uh, selected. And Yeltsin Tejada also selected. They were both definite candidates. And uh, possible candidate Rowan Wilson uh, also selected. So there's uh, a lot of central midfielders uh, available to them. And we'll just kind of summarize the position uh, there. So uh, Bordes, Borges and Tejada uh, became the central pairing after the 2021 Gold Cup. But uh, Orlando Gallo and, and newcomer Shackon uh, we're making inroads into the position. Uh, well, not into that position, but into uh, the team because they were showing up in other positions as well. Uh, however, the manager returned to veterans Borges and Tejada for the crucial playoff game against uh, New Zealand. And in the September fr uh, friendlies, we saw Borges and Shakon in game one. So Shakon replacing uh, Tejada there. And we saw... Um, uh, attacking midfielder Aguiera as the lone central midfielder in the 4-3-3 of the second game. That was the experimental game, but I wouldn't make too much of that. Uh, Tejada, meanwhile, was not on the squad. However, Tejada was selected for the uh, 
for the final squad, which was after those September games. So um, he's still uh, in the picture. Let's move on to uh, left midfield. And uh, we have here uh, Johan Benegas as a definite candidate. And we have... Um, uh, well, we have Gerson Torres, actually, but we, we moved him over to the right side. I'm going to do that on the graphic uh, right here. Uh, we moved Gerson Torres to, um, to the right winger position. Uh, and we'll come to him um, uh, shortly. Uh, okay, and um, so uh, none of the possible uh, but unlikely or seem to be off the squad made it. However, we do have a new candidate in um, uh, Alvaro Zamora, a new candidate in this position. And uh, so let me tell you a little bit about Alvaro Zamora. He uh, got his first cap in September 2022, and he didn't start any of the uh, two games there. But he was subbed in at halftime for both matches. So Alvaro Zamora, his first two caps there in 2022. Uh, he is 30, uh, sorry, 20 years old, and he plays for Saprissa, one of the main clubs in Costa Rica. So, uh, yeah, a bit of a surprise there. Um, just coming on to the radar. And in terms of who made the squad, uh, well, both of them. So Johan Benegas, which was no surprise as he was definite, and Alvaro Zamora, um, one of the surprises in the team selection. So let's take a look at the position. Uh, generally, it was Venegas playing left midfielder in the first half of the period we're talking about. So that would be games from... Uh, from after the 2021 Gold Cup to uh, June 2022, mostly World Cup qualification games. So Venegas in the first half and uh, defensive midfielder Gallo, Orlando Gallo or Chacon in the second. As I said, those two players kind of popping up in various places. Uh, in the September friendlies, the position wasn't used in game run, in game one, but right winger Carlos Mora uh, played the position in game two although we'll later see that Carlos Mora did not make the squad. So, um, uh, yeah, left midfield uh, covered there. Let's move on to uh, right midfield. And uh, for candidates, actually, we only have uh, candidates in the um, possible but unlikely or in the off the squad. So, uh, no candidates for right midfield, actually. So let's move on to left wingers. And there we have a likely candidate in Jewison Bennett. And uh, that's all we have over there. The other candidates are seemingly off the squad. So Jewison Bennett uh, did make the squad. And um, okay, so let me describe the situation in this. Uh, we'll call it the left attacking quadrant, which includes left wingers, left attacking midfielders, and left forwards. And uh, in this position, it was a lot of players in what was a bit of a mess. But uh, Jewis and Bennett seemed to emerge, uh, and he played left wing in the first of the September friendlies also. Uh, that kind of suggests he may be uh, the starter in that position. Uh, attacking midfielder Aaron Suarez played left forward in the second game. 
though we're going to see that Aaron Suarez was not selected for the squad. So let's move over to the right wingers. And uh, you saw me move Gerson Torres over here. We have him as a likely candidate uh, and also a likely candidate, Carlos Mora. Um, and uh, here too, we have a new candidate. Um, oh, sorry, I should have said we also have possible candidate uh, uh, Alonso Martinez. Okay, we have a new candidate um, in Anthony Hernandez here. So let me tell you a little bit about him since we didn't cover him in the player podcast. Uh, he got his first cap in September 2022. That's why he wasn't on our radar. And he uh, didn't start any of the remaining two games uh, there, but he too was subbed in for both matches. So Anthony Hernandez being tried out uh, just before the cup here. Okay, let's look at who made it. And we have uh, Gerson Torres uh, making the squad. However, a bit of a surprise that likely candidate Carlos Mora did not make the squad. And uh, neither did possible candidate uh, Alonso Martinez. So we'll delete him from the list. And uh, Anthony Hernandez did make the squad. So um, sneaking in there uh, just before the cup. Uh, Anthony Hernandez, good for him. Uh, okay, let's summarize the position or tell you what happened with the position. So uh, we think that they would, they, uh, it seems like they would like to have Joel Campbell uh, on the right wing, kind of feeding the forwards, but a lack of scoring, uh, scoring forwards forces them to move Campbell up to the forward position. So uh, Gerson Torres emerged as the player uh, to replace him as the right winger. And Gerson Torres did start as right winger in the first September friendly. And then uh, bafflingly in that very experimental second game, it was right back Ricardo Fuller starting as a right forward uh, in the second game. So make of that what you will, but uh, it kind of threw us for a loop. Okay, that's right wingers. And we'll move on to the forward line where we include, include uh, attacking midfielders. So the candidates here are Brian Ruiz as a definite candidate and uh, Brandon Aguiera as a likely candidate. Uh, we mentioned Aaron Suarez before. He was possible but unlikely and uh, didn't make the squad. And we'll say goodbye to those uh, candidates who um, who were never likely to make it. So Brian Ruiz, the definite candidate, uh, was selected. In fact, he was the uh, first on the manager's list, so the manager said. And uh, Brandon Aguiera, uh, although he's coded as an attacking midfielder, actually the games he did play were as a central midfielder. But uh, no matter what position he is used in, he did make the squad. So um, there, there he is available to the manager to use wherever he wants. Okay, let's summarize the position. And in fact, this position of attacking midfielder is not often used in the formations they put out. But when it was, it was usually Brian Ruiz. Uh, but that was fairly few and far between. Uh, and the position was not used at all in the September friendlies. So there we have it. Uh, on to forwards. Um, 
Well, Joel Campbell is uh, classified as a forward. Uh, we think the manager would like to use him as a right winger, but that's just speculation. Uh, anyway, the first candidate is Joel Campbell, a definite uh, candidate in our opinion, and Anthony Contreras, who we also considered a definite candidate. We have a uh, we had a likely candidate in uh, Jose Guillermo Ortiz, and uh, we didn't have any in the possible category, so. Uh, everyone below that is uh, kind of deleted from our list here. And in terms of those who made it, uh, Joel Campbell was selected for the squad, uh, as was Anthony Cont Contreras, both of our definite candidates. However, our likely candidate, uh, Jose Guillermo Ortiz, uh, was um, uh, basically is... Um, well, it's a little sure, uh, unsure what the situation, so let me just tell you. He was out with a cruciate ligament uh, surgery, actually, since April 2022, and he was expected back in late October, which would have been in time for the cup. Uh, and he remained on the injured list until late September. But then in uh, by early November, he was not on the injury list. Uh, I couldn't find actually club data from October 2nd uh, onwards, but uh, um, whether he was playing for his club or not. But anyway, he seems to have recovered from the surgery is the point. Uh, however, he was not selected, and I wonder if it's because he would require some time to return to fitness uh, after his uh, cruciate ligament surgery. Uh, regardless, uh, all we know for sure is that he wasn't selected for the squad, and um, uh, a bit of a surprise there since we had considered him a likely candidate, maybe due to injury. And that is it uh, for the players. So we'll come back to that. Uh, we'll come back to talk about who we think are the likely starters among all those candidates. Meanwhile, we're going to go over uh, a few stats based on the 26 players that were selected. So um, we did some of these. Uh, we did these stats based on all of the candidates available to them um, uh, in the previous podcast. So now we're narrowing it down to these 26. The average age is 27.2, and we have seven players uh, uh, who are 33 or older, uh, most notably Brian Ruiz, who is 37, uh, Kaylor Navis, the goalkeeper, 35, and Celso Borges, uh, 34. And uh, we have seven players who are 22 or younger. Um, and uh, most significant among those are... Um, Daniel Chacon, 21 years old, Anthony Contreras, 22 years old, and Jewison Bennett, just 18 years old. So uh, those players are kind of getting starts. Uh, that's why I'm pointing them out. Uh, Brandon Aguiera is uh, 19 years old, also quite young there. Uh, the average number of caps among these players is 43.2 uh, among the 26 players. So that is slightly above average. Um, there, so a fairly experienced squad, uh, which is why the manager tended to go with older players. Uh, the total number of goals is 123 among the 36, uh, sorry, 26 players, and the total goals per cap um, is 11.6. So um, that number in itself doesn't mean much, but it, it means more when we compare it with other teams. So the average. Uh, um, 
when we did the full player podcast was 13.1%, so 11.6, uh, quite a bit below that. And we have seen that they are struggling to find a main scorer. Anyway, there's more details on the, those kind of stats in the in the full-length podcast, but we're just kind of racing through in this one. So let's move on to the next section where we kind of summarize uh, uh, summarize um, some of the important uh, things. So first is notable non-selections. So goalkeeper uh, Lionel Moreira we had as a definite candidate, so that one uh, really took us by surprise. Um, Aaron Cruz, also the goalkeeper uh, that we thought was likely to make the squad, uh, not selected either. Uh, Orlando Gallo, um, um, sorry, defensive midfielder Orlando Gallo. Uh, I consider this a fairly significant loss for them. We had him as a definite candidate, uh, and but he received a doping ban, uh, which uh, carries through the World Cup. So. Uh, he loses his opportunity there. And uh, finally, Carlos Mora, uh, the right winger who we had as a likely candidate. Um, so again, more details on that in the main podcast. Uh, I'm going to put uh, uh, next uh, surprise inclusions. So uh, we'd have to put Patrick Sequeira there next. We could uh, regard him as a new player, but that wouldn't be accurate since he was on the squad for the 2021 Gold Cup. So he's more like a surprise returning player. And uh, we talked about him when we talked about goalkeepers above. Uh, but new players, uh, we have Alvaro uh, Zamora, a left midfielder, 20 uh, years old there. And Anthony Hernandez, a right winger, uh, 21 years old. So those players got their first caps in uh, September. So uh, they weren't on our radar for the full-length podcast. Let's take a look at some injuries, updates on injuries. So we had uh, a, a few couple of players who seemed to recover from injury there. One of them is uh, Kaylor Navas. So reported in with a back injury for the September games, uh, but seemed to be back in action. As I said, I'm a bit... Uh, skeptical about whether he really was injured uh, there. Uh, we do have or uh, Jose Guillermo Ortiz, and I'm kind of speculating a bit here that this is uh, uh, an, uh, an injury that kept him off the roster. So he was dropped uh, due to injury. Um, Jose Guillermo Ortiz, although he did uh, kind of recover from his operations, I'm guessing that it was a fitness issue, a returning to fitness issue, but uh, it may be just a simple non-selection there. Uh, and um, yeah, finally, we have uh, basically a new category uh, dropped due to, uh, due to a banning. Um, and uh, uh, Orlando Gallo uh, in that category, not making the squad here. So, um, all right. Well, it is time for us to move on to the uh, the predictions for starters. Okay, I did a quick edit there to uh, <clears throat> populate my list of predicted starters, and now I'm back with that list. All right. Well, manager uh, Luis Fernando Suarez uh, has not been fired, so we'll regard him as a starter. Um, uh, moving on to goalkeepers, uh, we'll actually name the players just kind of in summary. So, uh, Kaylor Navas, a definite candidate. 
uh, well, we won't do definite, possible, or uh, anything else. We'll say Kaylor Navas, Esteban Alvarado, and Patrick Siquera. So, um, as I said, I think the back injury is uh, sus suspect, and um, Navis all, uh, often misses games of lesser importance. So, we think it'll be a miraculous recovery for the Cup, and we still consider him the starter. Uh, we did think Morera was second, and Aaron Cruz was uh, making a bid for third. Uh, now it's hard to say whether Alvarez or Siquera is the second string goalkeeper. Uh, I kind of give the nod to Alvar, uh, sorry, uh, Alvar, uh, Alvarado there. I think I've been saying his name wrong. Uh, I think Alvarado will be second string. Okay, let's move on to central defenders. So we have Oscar Duarte, Francisco Calvo, Juan Pablo Vargas, and Kendall Waston. And uh, we had nominated Calvo and Duarte as the starting pair, and we are sticking to that. Okay, let's look at left back. So we have Brian Ovedo and Ronald Matarita. And uh, we've had, we had predicted Oviedo in the previous podcast. And uh, he, he started both of the September friendlies, which reinforced our certainty that uh, he will be the starter. Sorry, I should be uh, highlighting these. So Kaylor Navas, the goalie. Duarte and Calvo, the starting central defenders, we think. Uh, Brian Oviedo as the starting left back. Uh, moving over to the right side, that's a bit confusing. Uh, it seems like Carlos Martinez was uh, putting in a challenge for the sporting, uh, starting spot uh, over Fuller. And uh, in the previous podcast, uh, the full-length one, we used yellow highlights on both of them, uh, kind of hedging our bet there. Uh, the September games confused uh, the issue with Martinez starting in the first and, uh, and uh, central defender Walston uh, starting the second game with Fuller appearing as a right forward. So uh, we think that makes Martinez's case a bit stronger, but we're still going to hedge our bets by saying, that uh, uh, it could be both of them rotating or either one of them. Uh, we think um, both of them will get starts. I'm actually beginning to lean a bit more towards Martinez there, if truth be told. Okay, for um, defensive and central midfielders, we have Daniel Shackon, um, we have Douglas Lopez and Houston Salas. Those are all defensive midfielders. And uh, Celso Borges, uh, Yeltsin Tejada, and Rowan Wilson. Those are all central midfielders. And um, we concluded that Borges and Tejada were the starting pair. Um, Shakon and Gallo, who didn't make the squad, uh, or who was banned, um, seemed important, though. Uh, and uh, replacing not only players in the central midfielder, uh, but in central defence and on the wings too, on the uh, outside midfield. So we had highlighted uh, both Shakon and Gallo uh, as uh, sometime starters, but since Gallo is off the squad, we will highlight just uh, Daniel Shakon as a, a some. We think he'll start some games, um, but the September friendlies leave us thinking Borges is the definite starter there. And we've uh, grown a bit doubtful on Yeltsin Tejada. So we're downgrading him to yellow. I think he was uh, green in the at the end of the previous podcast. But we're downgrading Yeltsin Tejada to yellow because we think uh, Daniel Shakon 
might be a partner with Borges, uh, maybe in a rotating position or maybe even stealing the spot. Okay, that's a bit complicated. Let's move on to left midfield. And uh, we picked uh, Johan Venegas but, uh, as a definite starter, but uh, not necessarily as a left midfielder. So sometimes the position is not used. Sometimes, as we said, Shakon or uh, someone else plays in that position. So uh, based on the individual, though, we think Johan Venegas will definitely be a starter. In fact, we saw him starting as a forward, which he sometimes does, actually, a very versatile player. So uh, Johan Venegas, a starter. Uh, on the left wing, uh, we felt a bit bold, actually, at the end of the log, uh, log, last podcast, uh, nominating Jewis and Bennett as a starter. Uh, but we did. We forged ahead and did that. Uh, September actually added a bit of confidence to our opinion there uh, with Bennett starting one of the two. So uh, we're going to stick with him as a starter, but we're a little less confident than we are about some of our, our other picks. On the right wing, uh, we didn't actually highlight Gerson Torres uh, in the full-length player podcast, but we did say that we saw him getting a couple of starts, especially if Joel Campbell is drafted into a forward position. So we shall enshrine that prediction uh, by highlighting him in yellow here as a sometime starter, but it kind of depends what happens on the uh, forward line there. Uh, attacking midfielders, we said the position was really not used enough uh, to nominate a starter uh, for this position. The manager did say that Brian Ruiz was the first player selected for the squad, but uh, we see him as a substitute uh, rather than as a starter. So uh, no highlight for, for you, Brian Ruiz. Uh, and finally, uh, on the forward line, we have uh, Joel Campbell and Anthony Contreras, um, Jose uh, Guillermo Ortiz um, is out with uh, basically injury. And uh, uh, we, um, we think uh, Joel Campbell and uh, we think actually both of them are going to be starters. So Joel Campbell and Anthony Contreras as they continue to try to work out their uh, forward line, trying to find a player who actually puts the ball in the net. So uh, uh, Anthony Contreras has not done badly as far as that goes. Um, so we think they'll at least start with him. And really not many candidates up there. So uh, we can see why they drafted in um, Venegas, the left midfielder. So I think that's going to be a problem in the cup. And it actually leads us on to the... Uh, last section closing for uh, closing thoughts so i honestly gotta say i find some of the managers decisions erratic uh at the beginning of qualification for world cup uh we felt he was ignoring the need for rejuvenation and then when he finally got around to adding more youth it seemed too late i mean the most illustrative example of that is uh ignoring goalkeeper uh patrick Sequeira after the uh, Gold Cup, where he was a backup keeper and relying on goalkeepers who were all in their 30s. And then uh, in the selection, abandoning 
two of those uh, goalkeepers, veteran goalkeepers, to go back to Sakara. I just don't get it. So uh, we were kind of saying all the way through qualification that they needed to introduce some youth to the team. And they uh, actually have introduced some youth to the team. And, you know, some of them are even kind of making their way into the team. But... Um, you know, we feel it would have been uh, it would have been better if they had kind of started that process younger uh, uh, earlier. They had two gold cups uh, to kind of do that, but really only started doing it halfway through qualification. Uh, nevertheless, I mean, I don't want to be too critical. We didn't really give uh, Costa Rica much of a chance to uh, do well in this cup, and we kind of still feel that way. Um, uh, He's been trying out uh, a lot of new names in a lot of positions, even up until the very end. And the last friendly was really a hodgepodge uh, of using players out of position. So uh, the team is kind of um, uh, aging and uh, rejuvenation doesn't seem to have gone far enough. So uh, we're kind of sticking with our opinion uh, that um, uh, that they won't do the, uh, won't do very well in the cup. Um, but we'll have to go through some rebuilding uh, after the cup. But, you know, we may be wrong. And uh, I like Costa Rica, so I certainly wouldn't mind if they did do well in the cup. They were so exciting in 2014. Anyway, those are the closing thoughts on Costa Rica. And that brings us to the end of the podcast. So uh, keep in mind that we will be, or we may be doing a, a, final, uh, a final media cast just uh, going through the players who made the squad and giving the biographical information on them. But that depends uh, on whether we have time to do it, uh, basically. Uh, anyway, thank you for listening. And check the show notes uh, or, or uh, check the show notes for links uh, or look uh, for soccerfiles.canada. Uh, uh, sorry, I should put the closing graphic up here. Uh, soccerfiles.captivate.fm or you can uh, search Soccer Files on Google or in YouTube. That's Soccer Files with a PH. And in the middle, and an S at the end. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you for our next update podcast. Bye-bye. <laughs>